What's up, everybody? This is episode 11 of the One Question Podcast, where we unpack some of life's most difficult questions, one question at the time, and sometimes that question leads to more questions and more questions and more questions. I'm David. I'm one of your hosts, and this is my co-host, Lindsay. What's up, y'all? And today we're joined by Pastor Carrie. Hey, what's up, everyone? We are so excited because today's episode is a really great one. We're going to be talking about some big topics. Big topics. As always. Um, But hey, whatever, maybe you're joining us and you are spiritually curious. Maybe someone sent you this podcast and you're like, I don't really know what this is or why I'm listening. We're glad you're here. Um, Maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time now. Um, and you still have some of these questions. We are so glad. Whatever brought you here, however you found us, we are so excited to have you joining us today. And we hope this conversation really just helps you take a step forward wherever you're at. That's great. Today's question, and this is something that maybe we should have done earlier, almost. This should have been like a week two question. But today's question is, what is the Bible? What is the Bible? What a great question. No, no, no. We waited till week 11 so we'd have <laughs> listeners beyond like our moms. Exactly. <laughs> hey, mom. Thanks for listening from the beginning. <laughs> uh, what is the Bible? Man, I love this question. And, and it is certainly a question like friends that I have who uh, are not Christians, who don't have a relationship with Jesus, that they've got thoughts on what the Bible is. My friends who are Christians have thoughts on what the Bible is. Uh, I had seminary professors with thoughts on what the Bible is like it's hard to nail down what the Bible is yeah I mean a couple fun facts is it is the best-selling book of all time Um, Mm. it's been translated into 704 languages every year it sells over a hundred million copies and it's estimated that five billion copies of the Bible have been made I don't know the math on that but that sounds about right. She's right. Who gets the royalty checks for that? I was just you know? thinking that. I was wondering, how does God deposit that? Where's his, like, has he got a bank account with, like, PNC or something? <laughs> like, um, And a little bit more with what the Bible is. So I actually, I love this quote. I heard it years ago, and it always stuck with me and was really helpful in kind of defining what the Bible is. But it, it said, um, the Bible was written over a period of 1,500 years in 66 volumes by more than 40 different people from widely varied backgrounds, living on three different continents, Europe, Asia, and North Africa, using three different languages, Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. And yet, despite this incredible diversity, and often while dealing with controversial subject material, very controversial at times, um, they wrote in complete accord. Moses was a well-educated political leader. Solomon was a king. Amos herded goats. Peter caught fish. There was a shepherd, a doctor, a rabbi. They were rich, poor, young, old, educated, uneducated. They were from all walks of life. But this feat of them being unified would not have been possible if one and the same God had not inspired their words. I love that. There you Um, go. Episode over. Episode (laughs) over. That's what the Bible is. But is that all it is? Mm, Great question. David? No. <laughs> no. And podcast now over again. Yeah. yeah, I would say that definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I know you want to elaborate a little bit more about what that means and why it's different than all the other books. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have a follow-up question, which I think would be kind of interesting to talk about right now, mm-hmm. which is 
who wrote the Bible? Was it people or was it God? And I think that kind of would lean mm-hmm. into what you have to say too. Yeah. Um, but you're our literature guy. I mean, uh, yeah. you're the guy with the masters of fine arts and creative writing. Like, yeah. Well, that's. I think that's why you have the proof. I think that's why you have the proof that it is an ordained book. That is something that's so special mm-hmm. and unique and set apart from anything else. Is because exactly what Lindsay said. You have all of these different authors from all walks of life, from all different occupations, all telling a, while not probably grammatically in line with one another or at that same written level, they're all telling the same sort of story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so fascinating. And again, I'm one of those people that throughout my walk with Jesus has at times struggled with the, eh, do I buy it? Do I feel it? Do I believe it? Um, but that to me is proof in itself, the idea that you have this book that's written by so many different people from so many walks of life telling that same same redemptive story. Yeah. Yeah. I think as I think about the Bible, um, and this comes from years and years of reading the Bible and being to seminary and studying this, I've really come to a place in my life. I think there's so much uh, misunity and what the Bible is and can we trust the Bible and all of that because I, I think we don't have an agreed upon what is the Bible. It presents as this book and, and for us, our context is we understand a world of books. You go uh, to, it, well, it used to be you go to the library, you <laughs> see them on the shelf, you pull it off, and then you open it, and it's got a beginning, it's got an ending. And yet the Bible doesn't necessarily present that way. Christians will pick it up in the middle and start reading the story of Jesus in Matthew, which is probably two-thirds of the way into the Bible, and it's like, what other book? Like, you don't pick up Robinson Crusoe two-thirds of the way in and start reading it. And and so that should automatically, to me, start signaling to us, this is different than literature. Mm -hmm. And, And I think oftentimes we want to approach the Bible as literature. These are stories. They might be fun stories that happen. They might teach you something. They might teach you something. Uh, Another approach is that this is history. We're we're finding this as a history book. But again, like when when you pick up a, a book like that, you're typically not picking up in the middle of the war of World War II, right? You're you're picking up from a beginning, a middle and an end. And so when I think about what is the Bible, one of the biggest things that comes to mind for me is that it is not a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trying to detach uh, it, this from the other literary genres that we understand as books that come across to us. To me, the Bible is revelation. Mm-hmm. It is the revealing of a holy God of his love and desire for a people and a creation that he has crafted. And it is then the unfolding revelation of how far that God will go to have connection with those people. 
And so one of the things the Bible says about itself, this is how we find out what something is. What does it say about itself? The Bible says that it's alive and active. Paul tells us that. He says the Bible is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. So he's indicating this isn't just a book that you get at the library or you download onto your tablet or whatever. Like, it's alive. Like, there, there's something. He's comparing it like it's alive, like, oh, I'm alive alive or like a plant is alive which is kind of weird to think about right freaky (laughs) yeah it it is and part of that is because there's a supernatural quality to that revelation and that's in our current context we struggle with the supernatural some some of us lean heavy into it from an occult standpoint uh, and some of us will lean heavy into that from a religious standpoint, but then there's a lot of our current modern-day population that from uh, a science standpoint says, I have to be able to observe and define mm-hmm. before I, I think something is actually real. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of some of that introductory for me on yeah. my thoughts when you say, what is the Bible? I believe it's the revelation of God. I don't think it's a story. I think it's the actual revelation of God, the supernatural revelation that is alive and active. Yeah. And, you know, like you were saying a moment ago about, you know, some people want to approach it scientifically and rationally and historically. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that it it stands up to all of that. You know, we could go into all the facts and evidences for it Mm -hmm. being true and correct in that way. But I think when we stay in that way, we miss so much of what the Bible was intended to That's be. That's right. To me, you're miss, we're missing the point mm-hmm. at, at that stage. The point is this guy named Jesus. Uh, and what Jesus did and what the Bible purports, specifically the Christian Bible purports, was the point of Jesus' life on earth, death on a cross, and then that he was resurrected three days later. And so, you know, even for the Christians that are listening, like you, if you have placed your trust in Jesus, but you would say, I don't know about all the supernatural stuff. Think about it. You've already said yes to the supernatural stuff. There's a guy that you believed raised from the dead. Like <laughs> doesn't get more supernatural. It, yeah, it doesn't than get that. more supernatural <laughs> than that. So to me, there's that sense of like for us as Christians, okay, we've already staked that. All the other stuff's kind of easy when you compare it up to can you do the raising from from the dead thing? And so for us to really lean into that aspect of what the Bible is. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Um, so we talked about the fact that it was written by other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody had to write it down eventually. Mm-hmm. So is that just somebody saying, well, I've got a story to tell, or this is my experience, or what do you think led those people to do that? I think it's their experience with God, with the person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I, why I keep coming back to, to this aspect of revelation. It's a revelation of a person and of a relationship. Uh, and so there's this question uh, that we wrestle with. I think we're coming up on a future podcast with it, like with Jesus and the Old Testament, New Testament. We're going to get into all that, so I won't get into it here. Uh, that's called uh, uh, a hook. hook. 
into a next episode. Uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. But but we're gonna get into that. But but there's the sense of Jesus has been there from the beginning. Uh, and so this really is that story of us getting to know who Jesus is. And so I do think there's even a danger if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you reading the Bible on your own. Uh, it's like starting up just a random phone call with someone on the other side of the world and thinking that you guys are going to have perfect symmetry in a relationship and conversation. You need someone to help you along with that, someone that's going to kind of give that introduction. Almost like a translator to kind of introduce you to that. Yeah, because what would you say to someone who's listening, who's like, you know, I'm not sure about this Jesus thing, but I want to know more. The Bible's intriguing. Where do I start? Do I start on page one? Should I not even go to the Bible yet? What do I do? Yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. How did you guys start? <laughs> uh, I think uh, for me, in the beginning, um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, that honestly, if you're going to focus on the personhood of Jesus mm-hmm. and who Jesus is and really trying to get a grasp of who Jesus is, to me, I think the Gospels are a great place to start just from a practical yeah. standpoint. Learn about the person. Learn who he was, mm-hmm. how he walked on this earth. Um, and I, I think that that would be its beautiful. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. story told from four different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great place to start personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, um, you know, my friend recently gave her life to Jesus. And, you know, to me, there is so much community that's involved in in Christianity and in a relationship with Jesus that it wasn't this, oh, good, you gave your life to Jesus. Now go be with him, only him (laughs) forever and ever and figure out how to read your Bible on your own. Like we decided we actually met um, at the coffee shop across the street from the church, Sago Coffee, and we would read the Bible together once a week and we just go chapter by chapter. And, and it was, I think, again, to me, there's so much community involved in this relationship. I think in our culture, sometimes in America, we tend to think, you know, it's this individualism, it's me and God, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of personal and private and you don't need to know about it. But I think you're missing so much when you don't come alongside other people. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was really helpful. Not that I know all the answers or could tell you the whole history of the Bible, but for us to be able to walk through it together and her to be able to ask questions and me to ask questions. And, um, again, because I think you're, when you read the Bible, it's not just reading the Bible, it's reading you, you're engaging with it. It's like you said with Robinson Crusoe, you know, like that, I would just, you know, sit on my back porch and read by myself. But with the Bible, it's like, you could read one sentence and talk about it for an hour in the way it impacts you. And I think that's why, to me, I would say, uh, if you're going to start reading the Bible, where should you start? I I do think about, like, my journey reading the Bible. I grew up, and my mom brought me to Sunday school and to church, and I'd hear it, and and it, it was just this sense of nothing ever clicked. Like, it didn't make sense to me. It it just seems very disconnected. And and you may be listening, and you're at that place right now. And here's how it changed for me. It changed for me when I actually began to be open to a relationship with Jesus. So I had taken some steps and being willing to say, I'm going to start trusting. Even if I don't know all the answers, I'm going to start okay, maybe there's something to this Jesus thing. I became open 
to that relationship, when I then started reading the Bible, it started making more sense Mm. because I began reading it from a trust standpoint with God. I began reading it believing God was going to speak. And that, to me, is the difference in this just being a book and it being revelation. If this is revelation, that means it's God wanting to speak to you and to me and to you listening directly. Mm -hmm. This isn't just static. That's part of what it means to be alive and active, that God wants to give revelation to each of us as we read it individually. And that's where, kind of like you were saying, Lindsay, like you can take one verse and read it and discuss it, and it can totally speak something different to each of the three of us if we read that one verse. And that's, I believe, because God is choosing to speak through the power of the Holy Spirit to us directly and individually. So I I would concur. I, I would say read it with somebody who has a relationship with Jesus. I would say start with the life of Jesus. I love the book of Luke in the New Testament. Luke was a physician. He was very detail-oriented. He went and did a lot of research, a, a lot of eyewitness accounts. He saw crazy supernatural things happen and participated in that. And so I love his account. Uh, he gives us the account in the book of Luke of the life of Jesus on earth, and then in the book of Acts of the church that births out of that life. Uh, and so I'd recommend that, but I'd recommend it with somebody Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and if you're listening and you're like I don't know anyone to read it with (laughs) we would be happy to connect you with someone not in a weird way but we just again we're so passionate about seeing people come to know Jesus to come to know his word Um, we have an email one question podcast at beachchurchshacks.com email us and say, hey, I want to read the Bible with someone and we will find you someone like don't let that be a hindrance to learning more and being more connected. Absolutely. Well, hey, you know, um, we we love being able to have conversations like this and we know that there are so many other ways we can continue to talk about um, the Bible and all of its goodness and aliveness. Um, and so I think there are going to be a couple more podcasts around this sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but Hey, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the one question podcast. Um, we hope that you really will take a step forward, um, in seeking out either more of a relationship with God, someone to read the Bible with, um, and what that might look like for you. Um, if you have questions, be sure to email them to us, one question at beachchurchx.com. And we will see you guys next week. David, Carrie, thanks for joining us. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>